hi my loves welcome back to love sex and magic so grateful to have you here amidst all of the chaos of the world right now i hope that this podcast is providing you with some nourishment and some inspiration so today's episode i'm sitting down with one of my dear friends and such an incredible teacher and inspiration peter kelly She is an author, or she wrote the incredible book, Earth is Hiring, along with her new one, Stop Missing the Point. She's a speaker, she's an entrepreneur who's inspired a generation to live, lead, earn, and give. She's also a mother, and she's really changing the world for millennials, teaching people how to live more consciously without getting on their high horse and feeling like they are spiritually superior because of how they live. So we have such an incredible conversation. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this. We talk all about what's going on in the world right now. We talk about the new world and how we can all birth that right now, you know, by ourselves, like when we really, really um, living in alignment and really tuning into our heart and our truth. We talk about what the world looks like beyond left and right, beyond who's right, who's wrong, who's on what side, uh, beyond all the arguments on Facebook, disputing this, that, and everything else. Um, but really who we are as as people, as humans. So really love this conversation. Really excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. I love our chats and I adore you. And I know that all of my listeners also adore you because they are really familiar with you and your work. Um, obviously there'll be some people that are that are brand new um, and I'm very excited for them to be introduced to you. Um, we first met back in I think when I was living in Bali right is that like a few years ago maybe three or four years ago and um, I remember you had written the book Earth is Hiring shortly shortly after actually I think I read that after I'd already after I'd already met you and then I read Earth is Hiring and I remember I just devoured this book while I was in Bali in like a few days and I loved it so much um, that I made it the book of the month inside our membership the goddess collective and I know that so many members just absolutely loved it so it's 2020 (laughs) we're coming to the end of 2020 we're recording this um, in the middle of you know obviously the pandemic yes and also the election, (laughs) like right now we're recording this and the votes are being counted and we're in this really awkward moment of what the hell is going on. So tell us, how is Earth Earth hiring us right now? Like what is Earth hiring us for right now in 2020? What what is Earth hiring us to do? Which is funny you ask that because for one of my next books, it's going to be called Earth is Still Hiring. Um, And... Because it's it's a different message now, I feel. Like that was written in 2017 when I was pregnant with Soul. And it's totally different. I mean, it's the world, everything's moving so much quicker and we are processing things so much quicker. So I feel like it's time for a new uh, invitation. But for me right now, and I know there will be many perspectives on what Earth is hiring us to do and what's the most important thing for us to be focusing on. There are so many perspectives. For me, it is um, wholeness, our individual wholeness. Um, I think right now we are being – everything is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous 
on purpose so that we can stop relying on so much outside of ourselves and we can stop being distracted mm-hmm. from ourselves. So it's it's ridiculous but very intentionally ridiculous, I feel. It's like when are we what what is it going to take for us to really know ourselves and what is it going to take for us to really decide to liberate ourselves from everything that is between me and me you and you us and us and um so for me it's if it's one word it's it's our wholeness and for me wholeness is wholeness is um essentially healing healing is everything that healing is removing whatever is between us and the knowing that we are whole and there is so much that's between us and the knowing that we are whole um but we are whole and it's about reclaiming that wholeness now and knowing who we are knowing what we believe regardless of what clever media says regardless of what the influencer says regardless of what the person we admire that's super spiritual and it does 50,000 ayahuasca ceremony says no matter what anyone says that the governance is truly inside of us and that we are ride or die like this with our soul and that we are as a matter of priority putting first what is thrilling inside of our chest and what is exciting inside of our chest and to take responsibility for being the a greater expression of our soul in this in this time and it's about moving beyond this nobility or pretend nobility or attempted nobility, which is really dishonest and inauthentic. Like I'm doing this because I should. I'm doing this because um, people expect it of me. I do this because, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's moving beyond obligation in any sense. So moving beyond obligation in terms of I'm doing this because it's expected of me. I'm doing this because it's familiar. I'm doing this because it's who I've always been. I'm doing this because people like me do things like this. It's all these attachments we have to our old identity, to these old rules, to these old dogmas, all these little tentacles of the old paradigm is unplugging them each day through these micro liberations to become a greater expression of our soul because that's what we're here to do. It's not to look a certain way to certain people. It's not to jump on board a train that's not really our train to jump on. It's not to create things that that are completely boring and that we've moved on from. It's not to fly the flag for something we don't really care about. It's if we really do care about the ev- the evolution and evolving the human story, which so many of us do, it's it's time to be um to stop being distracted from ourselves. I suppose, and to to take back the responsibility and the self-governance and the self-liberation and the self-expression, not in, um, you know, not in a self-indulgent way, but, but kind of in a self-indulgent way because it's what we're missing, you know. We're missing. We're missing that connection to ourselves. And the reason why we struggle to have, um, we struggle to trust other people who don't believe what we believe and many of us do, you know, we, we have this distrust in other people and, and a lot of the time it points back to a, a distrust um, or disconnection from ourselves. And when we know ourselves, when we deeply know ourselves at that level where we can see all the parts where we feel like, you know, we're fucked up, we're um, broken up, and we still know that we're whole, we can see the world differently. We can see other people differently. We can know, oh, that person 
believes that. We can, we can just see at such a deeper level. We can see other people at such a deeper level. We aren't operating from just such a disconnected, wounded place. We're operating from our wholeness. That's why, that's why it's our main job right now. It's our number one job. And the world will try and tell us that, no, that's not. That's selfish. Your, your number one job is to leave yourself in the pursuit of nobility and to look this way and to be a good human. That's your number one job. And it's, it's if you're operating from your center, whatever is true, literally whatever is true, because no one will have your perspective. There's not a single person on earth that will have your perspective. Not your husband, not your kids, not your mom, not your father, no one. If you can operate from that perspective and operate from your center, you're always doing your best work for the whole. All of the time, even even though, and they will, people will believe otherwise about it. That's that's what Earth is still hiring us to do. Oh my God, I love it. All of it. So much in there that I want to touch on. I think you're absolutely right in that like it has to be this ridiculous for people to like for enough people to start to actually take their power back and take things into their own hands. And for sure, I think this year like mm-hmm. has been such a huge wake-up call for all of us on an individual level. I hope it has been for all of us, you know, on an individual level and on a collective level to really recognize that we are here to lead ourselves. And it's really important that we that we learn how to do that. Um, And yeah, I totally hear you about about the nobility and the um, I think it's called virtue signaling, right? This pressure to be good and say the right thing all the time. And it's hard because, you know, yeah. on social media, it's like it's almost created this like constant auditorium of people listening into you growing and learning and figuring things out. And it's great in that everyone's got this everyone's got a voice now, but it also means that everyone's listening all the time. And um yeah, like I think, you know, mm-hmm. what I keep feeling it comes back to is this inherent need to be good to be obedient to be good and to not be rejected from the tribe or from the community how do we like get past that because I see it completely like freeze people and stop them from being able to authentically express because they're so afraid of not looking Mm. good or on the right side or on the right team or doing the right thing well I ask myself this every day because I'm not completely past it and I as a mum to two kids, strong-willed, strong-willed, spirited kids, mm-hmm. I notice myself and how deep it is in all of us how we will say things, like things will come out, like for, for me, things will come out to my kids. And I'm super aware and open in my priority with my children is preserving their autonomy and a sense of self-worth and letting them know that I'm a human, they're a human, and there is no superiority. Um However, there's things that come out that are so in us, like, you know, you have to share with that kid, you know, all this. You have to do this. It's not nice. Like, it's these are ideas that are just, like, soaking us. And you notice as a parent, I notice as a parent, you come out, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no wonder we all have this such deep idea of what what is right or wrong. And it's so black and white. This is right and this is wrong. And it starts in childhood. So when, you know, becoming a parent has made this like highlighted everything for me so much just to notice that up here I can, you know, my modus operandi is freedom and autonomy, but so much down here it comes out and it's like this fear. And I think there's so many levels to it. I think that it goes back to lineage stuff, past life stuff. I think that physical fears of physical endangerment. I know when I've explored my past lives and 
that there are real fears that I feel in my body of being physically endangered if I say what I really want to say. And so it's, it's, sometimes it's deep. And this is why things like the breath work and all that, these modalities are coming to light now because you've got to get out of your body. Sometimes you can't just think your way to not caring what other people think. Like part of me is like, yes, just stop thinking what other people think tomorrow. Literally just do it. Life's too short. Stop thinking. You need your energy back. Stop thinking about other things. And sometimes I do. I mean, I'm in the energy where that's really true for me. And other times I'm like, this is just so much deeper than that. And I think you've got to honour that. So this is why things in life, like big wake-up calls, um, near-death experiences, people getting sick, I feel like that stuff shakes it out of us, you know, like shakes this shit out of us. like, And it's like an immediate colonic of all this crap that's there. But we shouldn't be seeking out a near-death experience to free ourselves from this. So it's so that's why these modalities are helpful. And I I just become super aware of it. Sometimes you can dig into your fears and you can say, what's the worst thing that can happen by me sharing my truth? And you just go to your ultimate fear and be there and be like, okay, am I okay with this? Is it worth it for me to be a fully liberated, self-expressed person? And so, if the answer may be yes, the answer may be no. That's there's no right or wrong. Um, when it comes to what you truly care about, your body will give you no choice. I feel as to express it, and like Osho says, express it and it evaporates. So once you get it out of your body, and we all know the feeling after a hard conversation, after venting, after you know, we know that it evaporates from our body. So sometimes if we're holding on to a deep truth too long, it will start to manifest in our body. So we've just got to make a choice between the expression and the withholding. And it's just it's just a journey of it. Like I don't feel like there's a magic solution for it. I don't have a magic process for it. I go back and forth all the time. I have some things I'm really comfortable expressing. I have other things I'm still processing that are still my body is still giving me the nudge. Um, you know, it's 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 a work in process. I feel like we've got to we've got to mm, yeah. We're all at different at different phases of how much we value being a fully liberated, self-expressed person versus does that outweigh the fact that people are going to say this about me? And one of my favourite things that I've heard my friend Erica Kramer say, she's the queen of confidence on Instagram, let people be wrong about you. And that was really big for me because one of my things was like, yeah, but people don't know me. They're going to assume, they're not going to know all the things I do behind the scenes. They're not going to know how generous I am. They're going to know how caring I am. They're not going to know how thoughtful I am. And I don't want them to be wrong about me. And so that was super liberating for me to just hear, just let them be wrong about you. It's okay for them to be wrong about me. Because to be honest, there are a lot of people who are wrong about me, but they're seeing through their unique mm. perspective. So who am I to interfere with that? I can't go and like rearrange their lens and their past lives and their childhood and everything. I just have to let them be wrong about me because only I know who I am. And, and even deeply, my husband doesn't know me as well as I know me. My children don't know me as well as I know me. Um, so when you start to build up this and make this wholeness your priority, like we spoke about at the start, you start to have this level of self-respect and self-love where it will still sting if people are wrong about you, but you, you love yourself and you respect yourself so much that you won't abandon yourself anymore to 
you want to abandon yourself and withhold your truth and stifle your life force mm. because because the, your self-love is now greater than the fear of people being wrong about you. Mm, I love that so much. What's coming up for me as you share this is that we have been living in a world that teaches people to not be in tune with their bodies, to not know their bodies, to not understand what those signals are. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like we can feel the truth in our bodies. We can, we can connect to our intuition and our bodies can speak to us unless we've spent all of our life completely severed from our bodies. And we've got to really work on rebuilding that connection in order to have a great relationship with our truth, with our knowing. Otherwise, it's just going to feel like a faint off whisper that's easily ignorable in today's society. And I think that's, you know, that's why we have, you know, people that aren't getting it, aren't feeling truth, aren't able to feel into different um, people's energies and the energy of you know certain things that are going on and they're not able to feel it because there there's a disconnect yeah. there um at least this is this is what I'm feeling um and I also think like to your point on social media like it's not our responsibility to share every single thing about our beliefs and what we care about and what we don't care about and where we stand on every single thing. There are some things that we we're allowed to keep as much private as we want, especially if we're still processing things. I think there's this pressure to like have all the answers straight away and, you know, have the perfect statement and, just it's just not the way that humans work it takes us a while to figure things out and we don't necessarily want to be you know want to be public about it one thing that's really helped me is um similar to your statement of let mm-hmm. people be wrong about you what's helped me is let like give people something to talk about because i mm-hmm. know that there are you know people that people from my past or people that used to know me let's say like 10 20 years ago that kind of I see watching my stories and kind of keep it and I'm like what's going on there like are you inspired by me or are you just like what the hell is this girl up to like and and I and sometimes it plays on my mind and you know I just thought to myself one day do you know what if they are talking in a negative way let me just give them something to talk about why the hell not like let me give them some entertainment for their day and you know I do think that it plants some seed anyway like if people are watching your stuff then there's something inside of them that is in some way wanting something or inspired by something so one of the things that I love about you Peter is you do make the way that you lead feel so effortless and so authentic and we had you come to London and speak at the Self Love Summit, um, my live event last year, and you just absolutely blew the roof off. I mean, we had so many speakers and people brought slides and, you know, fancy things and <laughs> song, so- songs and music cues and all this kind of stuff. You came in and just sat on a stool with the most basic slides that I've ever seen. And you yeah. just effortlessly just yeah. reeled off this amazing speech that I don't even think you prepped at all. <laughs> And you were, everyone was just like, oh my God, Peter was amazing because you just channeled your truth. Oh, thank you. I was pregnant, I was pregnant too. So I was crying. I always cry when I speak on stage all the time, every time. 
because I always go to that place where I'm so emotional and I'm just speaking from my heart. I mean, it sounds so cliche, speaking from my heart, but I don't, I used to, when I used to speak from my head was when I was doing my PhD and my science, my, my science work and I'd have to go and present my science and have to go and present my thesis and I would speak from my head and I hated it and I would get a rash and I was awful, awful. When I started talking about things that were really true for me and really passionate about, it was just a totally different experience. It was like just just talking about it. And that's why I say to people, just just tell them. Like just just tell them. That's what you're doing. You're not performing. Just tell them what it is that you mm. and it's like those two words is just how I guide people to speak is just tell them. And because I know when I'm watching someone speak and if they're reading off auto cue, I'm like thinking about my shopping list I'm not there I'm just not there I'm not I'm not impressed it's just words because I'm like such an energetic I'm such a feeler that if I'm not feeling it then I'm just I'm, I could not tell you a single thing don't pull out your phone don't pull out Duolingo don't start, don't start doing something listen and pay attention <laughs> But I'm starting, like, picking my fingernails because I, I just want to go up and grab them and say, just tell us from your heart. Like, stop trying to figure out this impressive motivational stuff. It doesn't work anymore. We're desensitized to it. I don't want you to spit out yeah. these quotes that you think are so impressive because they're so inauthentic. Just say what you mean. Just say what you feel. Just tell us what's really in there. That's what we want to hear from everybody. We just want to hear what's really in there. We want to hear what it means for them to be a human. That's all we want from people. Um, and I don't. For me, like speaking in that kind of environment is such a joy that I wouldn't do it if I had to do it a certain way. I only do it because I can do it my way. I love that. And I want to speak to you about your newest book, um, which is called Stop Missing the Point. And I just feel that this is to to go to, you know, what you've just been speaking about. Um, I just want to read to everyone the uh, the blurb to the book so everyone can get a feel into what this is about. So, does your Chanel bag make you less soulful? Are others less woke just because they don't care about your cause? Do you really know what life is like for the rich person in business class? Are you trying so hard to be good and noble that you've become a fun sponge? <laughs> Peter Kelly inspired a generation to live, lead, earn, and give more consciously after after a career fueled by ceremonial cacao, yum, and living on purpose. She came down from new age amnesia, in inverted quotes, with some realizations. Living consciously can become an excuse to judge others. A lot of game changers are actually miserable. Are we all just taking ourselves a little too seriously? How can we grow and care and still enjoy life too? So tell us about your journey with this, like from going into what you call this new age amnesia, like how did this all happen and you realize, wow, I've been really been missing the point here? I mean, missing the point is something that I think we do sometimes. Sometimes we're doing it all the time where we're just macro missing the point. Sometimes we're just missing the point on a micro level. Um, I think for me, I have such a tendency to take so much responsibility for other people and things and it's so in my nature and this goes far back to when I was a child and my parents separated and just the personality I was in the four of us I was the everything is my job everything is my responsibility that's always been my nature and that's got its strengths for sure but it's also can become quite exhausting 
Um, and so for me, when I started to, you know, there's a cycle. I talk not a cycle. I shouldn't have called it a cycle. It's a it's a progression I talk about in the book, the progression of consciousness. You know, when you're first you're going on benders and everything and then you start to read personal development books and then your friends start to think you're weird and then you get really into it and then you lose some friends because you just you you can't see why they can't see what you see and you know and then you you get to this point where it's like you take your spirituality so seriously and feel so much feel like you're seeing the world from a vantage point that others aren't at yet it's like this spiritual hierarchy this you know wow, I can see this. I want everybody else to be able to see this without realizing that, no, you're not at the top of the hill. You're just at, on your hill. They're, everyone else has their own hill. They're not meant to look from your hill, you know, like let everybody look from their own hill. And you start to become judgy. And not only does this affect how you see other people, and we see it in the conscious community, you see the consciousness police online. They have love and light in their bio and they're just absolute bitches in the comments. And you're like, I'm not receiving any love and light from you. There's nothing love and light. You can say it. You can put magic emojis. You can put the light emojis. You can put the angel <laughs> halo emoji, whatever you want. But you are sending me the shittest energy right now. And, you know, it's it's this thing where we think like, oh, because I've done this amount of ceremony or because I've done, you know, I work with these codes and I've done this and this and this, which I have done so much of. And still do, still do. Um, but we, there, there becomes like a spiritual arrogance or a spiritual, it, it's it's playing into the story of separation more than of wholeness and compassion. And we start to not understand how can that person hunt animals? How can that person eat meat? How can that person um, vote for this person and that person? Because we, we think because, quote, unquote, we've seen the light that other people haven't because they don't believe what we believe. It's not It's not true. When you f find your next level of truth, because it will keep changing and keep changing, keep changing every day, every week, then that's for you. That's for you to express your unique perspective. Whereas, you know, it's it's not to become a way to to judge or separate from others. And true spirituality is is a greater expression of your soul. That's what it is for me. It's whatever is a great expression of your soul. That's why lingerie is spiritual and lipstick is spiritual. And, you know, watching Netflix in the nighttime, if you want to, is spiritual. It's, it's a greater expression of your soul. And so stop missing the point was kind of from personal experience where I have become a judgy spiritual bitch and when I also have... Um, when I also have stopped enjoying my life because, because of this pursuit of nobility. And for me, I created wealth super young, my mid-20s, they were super young, and I was still growing into myself. And so that wealth only exacerbated my sense of over-responsibility. So although I had this really beautiful life that I purposely created, I wasn't really letting much in because I was feeling like I had to consciously cop constantly prove how socially responsible I was, how much I cared, that I was generous, which I didn't have to prove. I could have just been that and enjoyed my life more. And I did, I mean I enjoyed my life, but I didn't let it in. I didn't let it in as much as I 
deserve to and that there was worth stuff there there was respect stuff there there was respond over responsibility there there was a lot of things there um so there's a whole bunch of things it's it's a basically a book about um knowing yourself being able to see people at a level that's not just face value like I see right now with the election, people are like, if you vote for this person, then you are this boom, 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 boom. And it contracts my body when I read it. And even I read from people that I love and respect, yeah. they're saying, Cancel or if you're a closeted this voter, if you're a closeted this voter, I'm thinking, no, you don't know what's in the, the depth of that person's experience, what they're here to do and believe and what their childhood was like and I know people who, quote-unquote, on paper are really beautiful people and then in my interactions with them have been so rude and so nasty. And it's like the world is not going to be fixed by everyone believing what you believe. The world is going to be, we're going to evolve when we can have the self-respect to know what we believe but also to really honour and respect everyone else's. That's the missing piece, whereas right now we're in this mass place of, I believe this and it's right. And if you don't all believe this, that's why the world's broken. And it's no, it's not. It's because you haven't yet been able to see that that person's on a soul journey as well. And they yeah. they might be here to be greedy. They might be, be here to be X, Y, and Z. And although it's fucked up a lot of the time, we can't override their soul experience. We can have trust that Nature will do it. I mean, and again, I'm speaking from this, from this physical body and this, in this soul. Um, but I also know that I've had many. Anyway, we won't get into that. But my point is, I know there's a lot of fuck activism is so important. Speaking your truth is so important. You know, fighting for what you believe is so important. However, do we really believe that those who believe differently to us are off their path do we really believe that we have the answers for them and that we are their god and that we are their soul or do we trust that if we are a soul connected to source that they also are and that even if their path seems super confusing to us and we're like how can you think that and believe that and do that that they're still somehow connected to the same thing we are and that they're still somehow on a journey and that we don't have to override that for them and that we can take responsibility for ourselves, and again, this is, you know, people can see into this literally and be like, oh, you know, what about, um, what about that person who's a murderer or whatever? None of this conversation is excusing that fucked up shit. That, that's not the literal level we're speaking about. We're speaking here about, um, but differing beliefs and differing differing soul experiences that eat you up. When and, and we are talking about things like greed, again, and this is like a, a fine line here and we could dive really deep into this, but things like greed. Some people are here to be greedy. They're here to learn from being greedy. Their soul needs something from being greedy. And it sucks. And I wrote in the book, like, don't let it eat you up. It's going to unfold. It's going to unravel. It's going to evolve. It's going to through the different people following their cause of activism, through people waking up, through people living in their hearts. It's going to happen. And like I say, I think in Earth is Hiring, it's not rocket science, all of this. We know how to eradicate poverty. We know how to, you know, we know all this stuff. It's that there's not enough people living in their hearts. So this is why 
If you think, act, if you think that every, the world's going to change by just throwing darts at all these people who believe differently to you, we're missing the fucking point because if we're not in our hearts, these policies aren't going to change. It, we're not going to uphold them. Like everything is a reflection of what we are, the standard we are upholding in our hearts and in our level of consciousness. That's what the world is reflected back to us. So if we are doing surface level activism, which is like, this is right, this is where we're, but we're not doing the energetic, deep heart activism, which is just compassion and be able to see things differently. And that doesn't mean there's not anger there. That doesn't mean you can't be angry and stand up for yourself and all of that. This is not like fluffy. There's a lot of purity and love in anger a lot of the time. Sometimes, not violence, but but in healthy anger and healthy expression that, you know, there's there's so many people on earth who are right. They're, they're very right. Their anger, how do I say this? Rightly so is what I'm trying to say. Yes, they should fucking feel angry. I would feel angry too, you know. Um, so it's it's just this, I don't know, I can't even remember what the question was, but, yeah, going back to this, this deeper level of activism where we can see differently and I call it a field. It's, it's based on Rumi's quote, out beyond our ideas of right and wrong, there is a field. I'll meet you there. And I think that is so ahead of its time. Because right now we're still so in the polarity and the duality and the separation that that is unfathomable for many people. And to be honest, some people won't fathom that in this lifetime. They're not meant to. They're not, not everybody is meant to see and experience the same things in this lifetime. But I don't know what it is for another soul. I only know for myself. I, I don't, I can't say for anybody else. I can't. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if that would answer the question. Oh, no, it's all of it is just so beautiful and so magic. And I completely, completely agree with everything that you're sharing. And this year, I feel that we have just been given these opportunities to divide and divide and divide and play this game of right and wrong and good and bad and who's right and who's wrong and who's on the right side. Um, and yeah. who's saying the right thing and who's not and cancelling people who are not agreeing with the with the um, majority or with the mainstream narrative and it's like the more we try to the more we try to convince other people of our that we're right and that you should believe what I believe the more we feed into the division and the separation and it's like it's completely counterintuitive even if we really you know I think everyone that's in this fight believes yeah. that they are fighting for truth yeah. and love and togetherness yeah. I really do believe that people think that they're all fighting for the same thing because I do think we all want the same thing yeah. but we just have we just have put how we're going to get there onto yeah. different belief systems mm-hmm. or we've been given different media that says this is the way this is the way this is the way yeah. but I think if we yeah. were all to drop into our hearts and realize oh you want the same thing as me. Oh yeah. I, I also want to, you know, be safe. And I also want to yeah. take care of my family. And I also want to yeah. live in a world where mm-hmm. we're all, um, you know, where we're all valued and we're all respected and we're all treated with equality. Oh, we actually want the same thing. It's just that the chaos has no. made us think that we're different and actually we're not. That's what I've been seeing a lot of. And it's like the more we try and um, force people into our way of thinking, we just feed the the fear, the division, the fighting, mm-hmm. instead yeah. of actually dropping into love and just showing up with love in every experience. 
and not seeking out or feeding the chaos. I think this year, like we've really seen how addicted our nervous systems can easily get to chaos and to just, you know, just, just chaos, uh, constant chaos. And we can get hooked on the drama and the anxiety of it all and the the disagreeing with people and who's going to win. And we really, I think we win when we just stop playing that game completely. Win the election if we don't realise what the, what the test is here. It's not... It's not about, like, we do really believe that our world is in the hands of these two old white guys. Like, do we really believe that? Like, it's, it's not. No, we, we don't. <laughs> and that's not anything against them. And still, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at either one of them. I'm not. They are both doing their best, and that triggers the shit out of people to hear that. They are both doing yeah. their best in this lifetime with what they have. Absolutely. So I'm not throwing shade at either of them. I'm not getting into that. We're all playing the role that we're meant to play for the human story to evolve. Mm-hmm. However, if we're literally on the edge of our seat waiting to see if if our world's going to be okay based on what happens in the U.S. election, then we're missing the point. And, you know, I, I always imagine this. If there was literally no media, if everybody made an agreement, mm-hmm. no one's watching the news anymore, no one's plugging into this mainstream media anymore, no one's doing it, big tech stops censoring everything. If we all just allowed freedom of speech and, and not this governance and this media, which is telling us what to think, how would we think about each other? We would realise that we all hate each other. We don't. We would realise that so many people that people have labelled as this, why, and that, yeah. they're not. Like I think about all the people around me that I'm close to and that I know, they all have such beautiful hearts. They will all give their clothes off their back to anybody who needed them, no matter what colour they were, no matter what religion they were. That's the people I know. I don't know anybody who wouldn't. Like, And, again, maybe that's just me. I know there's obviously people out there who are dicks, whatever. But for me, you know, the people who I know around me and – my friends and my family and the people who I know are such good-hearted people. And if push came to shove, they'd, they'd stop and help anybody on the street. And they would, you know, again, I know that not everyone's like that, but then sometimes I feel like people are told they're shitter than they actually are. And they're, the media is manipulating them out of their goodness because they're being made to think now, no, 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 you are X, Y, Z stereotype. You are, you you have to be, you know, and these people are like, but I'm not, I'm not. I truly care for everyone. I Like I truly, I'm not this or that phobic or all the things, racist, phobic, there's so much. And I'm not, again, I completely understand systemic racism, of course, absolutely 100% real. What I'm saying is that if we took the media away and, what would happen? What, what truly? What would happen? How would we feel? What would we think? Like, we are. Like, I think that would solve a lot of the world's problems immediately, and that's a big statement to make. But I really, I really do believe it. It would solve a lot of the world's problems immediately because our energy would go less on um, entertaining these narratives of separation and more on solution. Because we have it in our hearts. We have the genius for that. We have it in our DNA. We know 
We were put on this earth with the exact equipment and the specific designs to know how to move towards a thriving existence. We have that in us. What is stopping us from that is this narrative and these powers that are constantly trying to say, no, no, you don't love each other. No, 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 you you, you need to be oppressed and you need to hate him and you need to do, no, 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 you, no, don't even think about loving each other. Don't even think about, you know, freeing yourselves beyond this story. You know, don't even think about it. But it's happening regardless. And I can put my life on it. It's happening regardless. You know, that's where we're going. That's where we're headed. It's just a matter of how fast or slow and what roles we're each playing. We're all playing a role. Even the two people up in the in the election, they're both playing a role. And I read Elizabeth April said something like, um, and I didn't watch the video. Um, she shared a video or something that just got shared the other day. Um, I didn't watch it, but I saw a, a couple of words. Um, and it was, and I shared this on my social media. What, is it, what was it? It was... The right person will win for the for the collapse to happen. So whoever is meant to win for us to collapse these old structures yeah. is going to win. And if we're going to keep saying that person is wrong, is wrong then we are missing the point. We're, we're missing the invitation. Yeah. We're missing the most important invitation was to go beyond this whole structure altogether. The left doesn't have all the answers for the new earth. The right doesn't have all the answers for the new earth. We do. And it's about reclaiming our powers, reclaiming our wholeness and moving beyond these structures altogether rather than keep entertaining them and keep upholding them. And we uphold them and we continue to support them when we put our beliefs and our obedience to these structures before our connection to each other and our connection to ourselves. And we have a choice. We have a choice. And, and we can only do it in our own home. Mm. Yeah. Amen. We do have a choice. I agree. I agree. I feel as though this year we're seeing a lot of people really see through how manipulative these mainstream media channels are and we're really starting to see for ourselves the the depth and the level and the length that they will go to to make us to convince us of one thing or to to play us all against each other and I really feel that this year people are really starting to see through that and I think especially now we we have social media to kind of share our voice a lot more I think people are really sharing their voices on that and consuming information on that rather than tuning into these these mainstream channels as much as we used to. I think people are really starting to turn off the news now, which I think is just, again, just to echo what you mm. said, an, an amazing thing and will really get us all into our hearts. And yeah, to, to what you shared about, you know, the right person being elected for the collapse to happen, I think you're right. Like there's neither of them are going to change the entire system. The system was designed this way and we need to build an entirely new world, not try and try and patch together this old one, which again, this year, I think people are really seeing mm -hmm. shit. Like it doesn't work. Like the way that we do so much yeah. does not yes. work. And you know, why do we need a left and a right? Why aren't we, why aren't we asking these questions? Why? Why can't? Why is there not someone who is representing the greatest good yeah. of everyone? Why is that not here? Yeah. Why, not we, why are we not demanding that and asking that and, and moving towards that? Why? Why? And to be honest, there are a lot of people who are. 
And a lot of people who do believe that, and a lot of them are quiet and really holding that vision. And, um, you know, but, but we have to, you know, if you're going to do a vision board, like maybe pop that on there, you know, like let's, let's go beyond without, you know, our, our house and our car and, <laughs> and, and actually dream up what would be a better option because we don't yeah. need to have a left and a right. We don't need to have, we don't need to have, um, we can have a win-win. Like there, why do we not demand a win-win? We can. This is the world that we're evolving into. It's a win-win world. Um, and when we when we choose our own wholeness, that's when we're able to start embodying in our own life. Like when we choose our wholeness, we are we are already embodying this win-win world. Win for myself and a win for my impact because I'm of appropriate impact. I'm honoring what I'm here to do, but I'm also enjoying my life and and enjoying whatever it is I'm here to enjoy. Like, so we're able to embody this win-win in our own life. And and then if we can really, we can know that a win-win is possible for everyone, literally everyone, and I'm not excluding any group when I say this because I know it's not like that right now, but that's what we want. We want it to be a win-win for everybody in the world and everybody's doing their own different work towards that win-win. I am, you know, some people, my work specifically now is in liberation and is in sharing information about this field in this new way. It's not in a lot of the other ways that people are doing it. I, I don't go to all the protests. I don't get involved in all that stuff. This doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean I'm doing things behind the scenes. I am. I privately fund a lot of things, a lot of people with big voices in that. That's, that's what I'm doing, and I don't need people to know it anymore. I used to wish people would know it, but now I just don't care. Um, but this, we're all doing it out. We're all playing our role. But the bottom line is, what if we all held that vision for a win-win for everybody? Because mm. it it baffles me that we can honestly think that, like, when we look at Mother Nature, how brilliant that is, how brilliant she is, everything, and how brilliant our body is, how we can, like, grow a baby without even thinking about it and then birth this baby and then the baby knows where our boob is and knows that there's milk there and then our milk makes the exact type of antibodies it needs and this is an amazing system. How can we honestly think we don't have what we need to create a world? How can we honestly think that? We're delusional to think that that we have to have this world that we don't enjoy and that not everybody is striving. But the bottom line is that each soul is on their own path. So not everybody believes in that. Not everybody is going to choose that. And what my big lesson has been, but I believe in it. So I'm going to choose it, even if other people think that makes me delusional. I'd rather be that kind of delusional than that other kind of delusional. I love it. I love it. The key is just really remembering our own magic. When we remember our own magic, we we know that we have everything that we need. My love, I adore you so much. Um, I love to finish these interviews with a little mini quick fire of questions relating to love, sex, and magic. The first thing is, what is one thing Watching right now that baby you are loving? Walk. Play with my kids in the mornings. Like Sol is just a legend. She's hilarious. And Pax is starting to walk and clap for himself after he walks. And I love that. Something, uh, something that turns Europe. you on. Spain. <laughs> the Blurriac Islands. And when was the last time you experienced magic? 
I mean, giving birth almost a year ago for the second time, like just so beautifully, my lounge room and packs coming out like a slippery slide and then eating on my boob like 30 seconds later and having honey toast while my uterus contracts back down to size. Like that's that's magic to me. That is totally magic. You've definitely got... To me, you have all the right things in the right order of priorities, Peter, and I love and admire the hell out of you. So thank you for being you and thank you for being in my life. How can everyone come and come and get more Peter in their lives? On Instagram for now. I mean, I go off and on Instagram. I take breaks from Instagram pretty regularly. However, there's so much on there. Um, I often see people come and follow and and then they start liking posts from so long ago and they're like, I'm just catching up. So I like that it's always there, even if I'm not posting every day or whatever. There's so much on there. Um, I don't use Facebook anymore. Um, And my website, peterkelly.com, I've added a a fair few new things to there, new offerings and stuff, and I'm just going to keep, yeah, keep evolving that. I'm quite in quite in a phase of like what's next I want to create like a movie or a comedy series and then I'm still like yeah but people need more programs about this stuff and I'm like yeah but so I'm still I'm still in between what's next and what's really next might just sit it out <laughs> well I look forward to um experiencing more of your creations in the future in whatever you. form they are thank you so much my love really appreciate you loved having this chat 